The following is a presentation of Highlands Church, helping de church people become more fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us at highlandsadventure.org. I'm so glad that Sean's here this morning. So this is the second time you've heard me preach, is that right? You actually came back? That's pretty good. Appreciate that. Am I getting any better yet? You don't even know yet, do you? You don't even know yet. Uh, it's great that Sean, Sean is here, and, and, and that means my work here is done. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not, think of it like the Lone Ranger. I like to think of it that way. Tonto, our work here is done. Let's write off. And you get to say, who was that masked? It's just fun for me. It's a joy in my life to be, to be able to do that with you and to see how God works at all of those transitions. You know, life never stays in one place, right? We, we would like it to stay in one place, but it doesn't stay in one place. And here we are. We're standing actually on the edge of the season of Lent. I, it was just yesterday I was trying to figure out what to buy Peggy for Christmas, and now here it is. You know, it's, it's Easter time, and all of those kinds of things are, are going to be happening again. Of course, Valentine's Day is this week, guys. It all happens, right? Boom, 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 boom. Valentine's Day, Lent, all of those things, they just keep coming. They keep coming, and the changes keep coming, and we just have to, to go with them. And that's part of life. It's part of, of who we are as people and how we live as, as, as brothers and sisters in Christ. Those things keep coming. Ash Wednesday is this week. Ash Wednesday. I grew up in a, a tradition that did not celebrate Ash Wednesday. Maybe you grew up in such a tradition that, that Ash Wednesday, we didn't even hear about Ash Wednesday. Some other churches maybe celebrated, but, but our church did not celebrate Ash Wednesday. Come this week, come Wednesday evening, 6.30. It's really the, the beginning of our celebration of what Jesus did on our behalf. There's going to be ashes, and you can have ashes, or you don't have to have ashes. If you think that's just a little weird like me, to have someone put some ashes on your forehead. You don't have to have ashes. But it's really a time of, of beginnings, of realizing that, you know, we aren't going to be here forever, that we came from ashes, that we return to ashes. That's our bodies. But our spirits go to God. And so that is really turning our focus away from all of the things of who we are physically, back to being in touch and in tune with the living God. That's why Ash Wednesday, I think, has become more and more important in my life. Some people like to give up things during Lent. You know, maybe you're that kind of a person, you like to give up something for the 40 days of, of Lent. Actually, it's like 47, but, you know, someone who set that up didn't count well or something. I'm not sure about that. Or they didn't include some days... Maybe you like to give up something during that period. As, as Jesus fasted, he gave up eating 40 days, so some people like to give up. Maybe it's chocolate. That's tough when Valentine's Day is the next day, you know. So if your spouse gives up chocolate, you're in good shape, right? Good, good to go there. Maybe you like to give up caffeine. Oh, that's a toughie. Or watching TV, maybe, or, or, you're, or you like to give up dessert, something you want to... You want to give up 
To me, my feeling is if you want to give up something, give up something serious, not trivial. Give up something that, that is big in your life. Give up something that affects just you and not others around you. And then you can use that as a daily reminder of what Jesus gave up on our behalf, of the sacrifice He made so that we might be called His people, that He might draw us together as His holy people. I'm really talking about holiness this morning because that's what God calls us to as His people, to live lives of holiness, to live lives that are different from those around us. You were talking about achieving things, and holiness is one of those things that God really calls His people to strive to achieve. It's not something we can necessarily finally grasp and say, I've arrived at holiness. It's a process. It's more striving than arriving. It's something we work on in our lives. And Paul's talking to the Thessalonians this morning about holiness. Listen to what he has to say in the fourth chapter of his first letter to the Thessalonians. He writes this as he gets towards the end of what he has to say to them. Finally, brothers and sisters, we instruct you how to live in order to please God, as in fact you are living. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. And then he gets into some of the hard stuff. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passion, just a lust like the heathen who do not know God, and that in this matter no one should wrong his brother or take advantage of him. The Lord will punish men for all such sins, as we have already told you and warned you. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, he who rejects this instruction does not reject man, but God who gave you His Holy Spirit. Now about brotherly love, we do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all the brethren throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers, do this more and more. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders, and so that you will not be dependent upon anybody. God's Word. You know, Paul's making this case for for being holy, for holiness in our Christian lives, for the fact that God is calling us to be holy. Now, we don't always think of ourselves as, as being holy, we think of holy as something that's far, far away, like a, like a place, like the holy land 
We think of something, and it's not where we live. It's far, far away. Someday maybe we'll get to go there and see it. But we think of it as a place, or maybe we think of it as a person. You know, we think of, of, a, of a pastor, heaven forbid, as being holy. We are not holy. We are just like everyone else. Maybe you think of it as a space, like this worship center, you know, a, a place where God dwells, a holy, holy place. In reality, this is just a room painted black. It's just another room, a space. And yet when we gather as the people of God, we set it aside, we set it apart, we set it out for a particular purpose. And that's what makes something holy. It's something that is set aside, that is set apart to be what God wanted it to be, to be used for its proper purpose. We don't always think of it as, as our lives and the way we live and the way we talk and the way we act and the, how we treat others, but that's what Paul's saying in this text. He's talking about morals and he's talking about relationships as being areas of our lives God wants us to achieve holiness. Morals and our relationships. See, God says, I did not call you to be impure, but to live holy lives. Lives set apart for a purpose, for God's intended purpose is what we want, what He wants for us. You see, from the beginning, that was God's intention. He created mankind for that. We were the ones who went away, and we had perfect harmony, and then we, we destroyed that, and we continue to destroy it by the way we live, by the way we think, by the way we treat others. God wants to redeem that. That's what Easter is all about, God redeeming us and setting us back into that right, holy relationship with Him to strive for this, to seek after what God wants for us is what we want. You know, we often think of, of holiness as perfection. In fact, the world often will tell us that holiness is akin to perfection. And we, we see ourselves, we know we're not perfect. You see, when we, we set holiness up as perfection, it becomes an insider's game. We can then tell other people how they should live to become perfect. And we try to put ourselves off as being perfect, that everything we do is right and good and in its proper relationship with the world around us. We are not perfect, but we know we are called to holiness. So how do these two things fit together? How do we fit perfection that the world thinks is what holiness means? And what God's true understanding of holiness in our lives, in our human form, is about. You see, holiness is not a badge we put on. It's not something we wear on the outside that says, I made it. It's an action of the heart. It's an attitude of our heart. It's in the doing that we become holy. It is the striving to be who God wants us to be that creates the holiness in us. You notice that Paul always, he, he affirmed them in that text that I read. And then he keeps saying, do this more and more. It's not something we, we get to and we're done. 
It's something we continue to walk the path of. That's holiness. Holiness is really a path. He says, avoid the bad things will help us achieve holiness. Avoid the immoral things. That's tough in our 21st century world. It's interesting that he even brings it up in the first century world. We think that 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 time was a a, a time was easy to live the way God wanted you to live. After all, we we were closer to when Jesus walked the earth at that point. It should have been easier. Now we're so far and it's hard. And yet Paul says that immorality and, and impure thoughts and actions were very much a real part of what the Thessalonians struggle with, just like we struggle with it today. Paul says, be sanctified. That's a very old word. If you grew up in a number of different uh, uh, denominations, you might have heard that word, sanctified, sanctification. We don't use it very, very much. It's a, it's a seminary word, okay, that Sean had to learn and know exactly what it means and the depth of it. But we just don't use it anymore. But Paul uses it here in this text to describe what it means to be holy, that we are sanctified. It's not something that that we do. It comes from outside. It's what Christ did on our behalf. Sanctification means devotion, to be set apart, to be used for our intended purpose. That's what something that is sanctified is about, to be used for its intended purpose. Now, we often think sanctification and those who are, who are set apart and those who are somehow holier than we are, are somehow live in a grim world. A very, a very dry, tasteless, somber, frigid world, a, a, a puritanical society where if you're having fun, it's got to be wrong, right? Well, often th- there are people who believe that, that, that if, you, if you're having a good time, you're probably doing something you shouldn't be doing. But you see, that's not what sanctification is about at all. Sanctification is about setting aside what would take us down and focusing our lives on what will lift us up, what will put us in the right place to where we can be in tune with who God is and what God wants for us in our lives. If we think about it, that's how we achieve everything in this life. We set aside what takes us down and we focus on what will bring us up. If you're at school you know that you need to set aside all of the distractions, the video games, the, 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 the things that people are trying to drag you away, and you start opening your books, and you start looking at them and spending time learning what's in them. If you're at a job, you know that it's setting aside the things that will undo that job, the bad attitudes, the slackfulness, and focusing on becoming a valuable part of that business, of that company, doing what it takes to become more and more valuable. Church members, we need to set aside our bad attitudes. We need to set aside the attitude that it should benefit me, and if it doesn't benefit me, then I don't want to be a part of it, and realize that church is about people gathering together to find opportunities to serve each other. 
And in that, we find our purpose as Christ's church. Holiness is not about being better. It's about being, about living dangerously for Christ. You see, when we live dangerously, when we abandon all of the things that would hold us back and strive forward to be all that God wants us to be, then we find purpose in Him. We find what God truly wants for us. We find He sets us aside to be everything we could possibly be for Him. Holiness is not a place. Holiness is striving to be all that God wants us to be. We do not arrive. We do not arrive. We strive. We do this like Paul says. We do it more and more and more and more. We do not fatigue in doing well. That's another one of Paul's favorite sayings. Do not grow weary in doing what's good. Don't get tired of doing what's good. I don't know about you, but I, I find I, I do get tired of, of doing things at times. You know, I'm in the process of, of clearing an area around my property that has been covered with, with ivy probably for 40 years, this ivy. And my neighbors, as I'm out there, all walk by and say, wow, this is really looking good. And I always say to them, yeah, thanks, I could sure use some help. And not one has helped me. You know, and that's the way we are in the church, you find it that way? Where we see someone doing something and we're often kind of, wow, that was great, that was good. Hey, I could sure use some help. And we shrink back. And we don't step in to help. You see, it's in the doing and the doing more and more that we truly achieve what God wants for us in, in this world, in this life. It is churches who do more and more, who give more and more, who participate more and more, who draw together more and more, who truly arrive at what God wants them to be. They understand that the purpose is to do that. And God's presence is made known in a very real and dynamic way in their midst. Holiness is not about arriving. It's about doing. It's about striving. And that is what God calls us to do as His people. You want holy to seek holiness in this season of Lent as we approach uh, uh, Resurrection Sunday and this grand celebration. People like celebrations. But the best part about Easter is the time we take to reconnect with who and what God wants us to be as His people. Not the celebration at the end. It's great to celebrate at the end. But if that's all we have, it's a, it's a hollow thing. It's an empty thing. It's the striving that makes that celebration the great and glorious thing that God intended it to be for us. God wants that for us. 
And so often we're willing to set it aside and miss it because we don't prepare for it. We don't take the time to set aside the things that drag us down and to focus on the things that lift us up. I pray this Lent, the next 40-some days, that you take time to set aside what will take you down and focus on the God who wants to lift you up and to help you do that more and more. Let's pray together, shall we? Lord, we are so grateful for your continued presence in our lives, for the way you continually reach out to us with your love, for the way you continually draw us in to yourself, for the way you continue to open our eyes and show us ways to be more like you, to change our attitudes, to adjust the way we relate, that we might act more loving, that we might be more brotherly and sisterly towards each other. Lord, we know that you call us to be your people. Continue to help us do the things you've called us to do more and more and more and more and to never give up, never quit from doing what you call us to do and be. Lord, we thank you for your great gifts to us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. This has been a presentation of Highlands Church, helping de church people become more fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us at highlandsadventure.org.